five, four, three. We are back, people. Long time coming. This is Prime Debate with Stats. I am your host, the great debater. I'm usually joined here by my co-host Prime, who's unable to attend. And in spiritual essence, our guy Stats. And uh, we're brought to you by Crack Bell Productions. Um, we have our guy behind the booth, Nate. Say what's up. What's going on, brother? So it's been about a year since we have started. I want to say this um, from the start. Um, thanks again, Nate, for uh, allowing me to come back and do this. For sure. And um, also, so, um, we have a really interesting show since it's just me today. Um, we're talking about uh, legacies and, and, and GOAT status and sports, not just one particular sport, but in all sports. And and um, what does that mean? We also have some um, predictions, or at least my predictions, um, of the Super Bowl that's coming up between the Eagles and the Chiefs. As you can see, my uh, Bears have the one overall pick. Um. We also have some info about um, the show moving forward, trying to get back into the swing of things. Also um, trying to get more content out there. As always, I said I was going to be back. I am back. It just took way longer than I intended to, but that's life. Um, and then also at um, I'm going to share some moments about uh, just, you know, memories of stats. You know what I mean? It's uh, been almost uh, two years. So we're going we gonna, to uh, talk, talk about my guy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so uh, without it, let's get into it. Like I said, Prime Debates with Stats. We are a water, water cooler talk show. We talk about, like, talk podcasts. You know what I mean? We talk about anything and everything. I'm a sports guy. It's been a while, so I'm going to talk some sports. I got a lot to say. A lot of things has happened. Um, so um, LeBron James, let's get into it. Um, he uh, passed Kareem for um, all scoring leader. In NBA history, um, I knew a lot of people have, you know, of course, watched it. If I'm mistaken, ratings was off the roof. Off the roof, you know what I mean when he when he did it. Um, Tom Brady considered the best quarterback that ever lived. Just finally retired. Um, so my my thing with with goat status is that it's all you know, it's all opinionated, and it's all you know, people, you know you know, you know, objective and opinion. So um, my thing is, is that what qualifies the GOAT status, you know? So what qualifies you even being in that conversation? Um, there's been numerous of players in numerous of sports, you know, um, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, you know, uh, football, it's, you know, usually people like Joe Montana and John Elway, Peyton Manning, yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on. But my thing about it is we have to understand winning in sports is everything. You ask anybody 
athlete who's played professionally or not, professionally or, you know, or just somebody who played with in a local gym or wherever. You know, winning is everything when it comes to sports. So titles mean stuff. You know what I mean? To like, you know, that's the goal for everybody is to be the last one standing, raising that, you know, trophy at the end. But stats, pun intended, um, really are important to individual greatness. And it's not always about who's holding the title at the end per se. Because we're not talking about the greatest team of all time. We're talking about the greatest player, usually, of all time. One of the greatest athletes slash boxers is Muhammad Ali. Um, But he wasn't undefeated. He doesn't have a better record than... Floyd Mayweather, or countless others. Um, he's lost a lot of, you know, some. He lost a big, a couple big fights, not many, but he, he has some, you know, blemishes on his resume. But he still is considered, you know, one of the greats. So that makes me think: What does it really mean to? be the goal or what does that mean as far as when we start saying about the goal and legacy and what does it you know what does it all kind of mean I know it means different for everybody but I feel like we have to understand let's look at it and let's break it down I mentioned Montana Montana is um what, four-time Super Bowl champion, never lost in a Super Bowl ever? Brady has. But then people say, well, that doesn't mean anything. Brady got more. But then if we say the same thing about Bron and MJ, and then it becomes, well, MJ never lost in the finals. Bron did. But we can't say the same thing for another athlete in another sport. I don't know. Um, my opinion, the greatest baseball player that ever lived is Barry Bonds, in my opinion. But, you know, he has no championship, no World Series title. And he's probably never going to get in the Hall of Fame because of an accusation that he was never charged with in the steroid use. But Hands down, when he was younger or when he got older, he was a five-tool player. But, you know, does he be great? Is that great? I mean, for most people, his legacy is not wrong. But, you know, nobody will call him one of the most that ever live in sports. So then it's like, okay, well, let's talk about the most winning player in all sports, is Bill Russell with 11 titles. He never brought up in anybody's all-time GOAT greatness discussions. So now winning is not it. I mean, I mean, so titles may not be it. He's a great player, or was a great player, but didn't never 
put up the so-called stats that would be needed to back up the ranks. Okay. You have to understand that these things are not, like I said, it's not cut and dry, but at the same time, when you when people say things, it's just like they say it with so much conviction. Because usually it's in a, a heated debate. And they're saying like, hey, you know, why are we talking about this guy? This guy did this and this guy did that, you know, and that's cool and all, but then you have to look at it and take a step back. Error. Well, the game may have changed as far as the rules and the styles of play and all sports. Um, one of my favorite sports is getting a drastic change this spring and summer and baseball with clocks and stuff of that nature and no more shifts or no more dramatical shifts. Even though shifts have been around for a long time. Um, and they can tend to um, change the outcome of people numbers, which changes the outcome of people legacy what changes the outcome of the GOAT status of them to be. I believe a player like uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, Steph Curry, I believe he needs to be in a borderline GOAT level status, in my opinion, because of the accomplishments he has achieved um, within you know, his career. He's has some all-time records that probably will never be broken. Um, he has the rings. Um, so he has the the title, the teams, as they say. He doesn't have as many as others, but he still has a, a, not a lot. And they was bona fide his rings. Like, you know, without him, they don't probably even be in the conversation. So players like him needs to get discussed more. Now, they discuss him as a great player, but they don't discuss him as a GOAT-level all-time great player. But then another player in Durant, they will say he is, and he's above him. Durant has titles. Durant has accolades. Um, he's done it for a long period of time. Um, I don't know if he has any all-time anything that will records that will never be broken. I don't think he has that um, in his resume. I could be wrong. But um, he's easily compared to the, you know, the Currys or considered better than the Currys. And, the, and at one point, even the LeBron Jameses of the world and everything else. I don't understand that. Is it because he's good at it way he does, or is it because the way he does it, because he looks unstoppable, or what is it? I don't know why he gets the accolades or the passes that other superstars or you know great players of his caliber don't get. Like people say he's top fifteen or top ten. I say, like, oh, that's, that's odd. I don't, I don't see that. 
I mean, he's great and he's accomplished stuff, but you really want to put him that upper echelon realm. Okay? And that's fair. That's fair enough, I guess. You can tend to make that argument, I guess. But to me, it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense. And then, and then I'll sound like a, a typical old head in this situation. If you go to team after team after team, and this goes for LeBron too, um, team after team team to try to accomplish, you know, a chance of you winning a title, which is nothing kind of wrong with that. But doesn't that sour the ability for you winning the chip? I mean, I mean, most people do it when they're old. You know, that's the way it was, you know. You you play on your team for a while and then after a while when you get into that, you know, tender, you know, pe- you know, you know, after prom year, you know, and you're getting close to those, you know, you're about to retire, you're getting you're getting up there now. Doesn't that mean that you should, you know, get a chance to win a title? Yeah, that's true. You know, or put yourself in a better position to try to win a title. Sure, that's true. But why the chasing part to me is just weird. It's like these got these players seems like that they're trying to win to justify their legacy and their status, so they can say, "I did this. I did that. I accomplished that." You can't say I did. Say I didn't do that, and it's like, yeah, but did you really do it, or did you not really do it? Like, where's the, where's the real commitment? Barkley always says that you know, you got to be the man to make it your title. You got to be the number one, the numero uno on the team. You can't be a, a, I think the word was he said you can't be a. A bus rider or something. It was some weird metaphor he used. It was funny. But um, I kind of agree with that to a certain extent, but it's like, don't give shit to like the damn litters of the world or even Mike Trout. Man, I would love Mike Trout to just get out of the, you know the angels. I mean, goodness. I mean, you know, he's a you know a bona fide stud, and he's never smelled the playoffs. It's like what? He could go down as considerably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, baseball player of all time, and he's never sniffed the postseason. That's insane. You know, if this was any other sport, he would have been gone by now. He'd probably be on two different teams by now. But in baseball, it's a little different, not that much different because players do switch around in baseball as well. It's just, it's not the same. And to credit him, he doesn't want to leap. He wants to win where he was, where he's made his name at. And that's what the Angels, and that's respect. You know, people give shit to Bradley Beal in Washington because he wants to play in Washington. He literally said the grass may not be greener on the other side. So I say, okay, that's cool. But people's like, what is Washington doing? Get rid of them and start over to get 
another 19 year old person to, you know, who, who doesn't know anything about basketball yet, but they expect him to be able to figure it out in like a year or two when he's 2021, but whatever. So if your legacy is built on you accomplishing wins and losses and titles, or is your legacy a combination of all three? Or is it about stats? Then it's about numbers. I don't know where people will rank a player like, let's say, Tracy McGrady. You know, because he was a bona fide stud. He went to playoffs. He took his team to playoffs. Um, as being the alpha, as they say, or the, the, the bus driver, as Barkley would say. Um, but he's also lost in almost every playoff series he's been in. Some not his fault, but because you're the star of the team, it is your fault. Um, but the talent is no doubt. His talent was really, really good. He, he was a big-time scorer. He could do many different things on a basketball court, pass, rebound, you know. He could defend, you know. So he wasn't just – like someone like a, a bum or anything. If I'm not mistaken, he's a Hall of Famer. If he's not, he will be a Hall of Famer. I believe he is. So, you know, why is he not considered more of a of a, a higher ranking on on the all-time list? And why his legacy is not considered GOAT statusness compared to other players? Is it because he never played with a Shaquille O'Neal? Is it because he's never played with a uh, Steph Curry or uh, Chris Bosh or Dwayne Wade, uh, Anthony Davis, uh, Moses Malone, <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know what I mean? Like uh, Mikel, Kevin Mikel, uh, Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas. I can name as many players as I, you know, that's on this list because he didn't play with those players. That's the reason why he can't be on these, like he can't be higher. And look, I'm not saying this because I feel like that Tracy should be. I'm just saying this because I'm putting it out there. What does it mean? For him not to be. He's accomplished a lot. You know what I mean? Now, I also agree that he does not probably have no all-time record that will probably never be broken. But this is the reason why I believe that Will is the greatest basketball player of all time, in my personal opinion. Because every time, every time you turn on any TV, his pitcher pops up on the list as a player that has set some record or did something so many times that nobody else has done it. And it's like, how's this guy not? He has rings. Not as many as, of course, Bill Russell or others. But he still is a stat. Football-wise, it's um, not that – I won't say not that different, but it's, it's kind of – it's always just driven to the quarterback. I mean, when people have the running back to be – area Emmett, it's all about who you think was better and all about styles not so much about numbers Barry was incredible the way he did it his offensive line was nowhere near as good as Emmett's and everything else Barry hated running out of a two-back set though so how good Barry would have been in running in a two-back set lineman in in Dallas Barry Kenton been doing all that juke cut back and reverse running shit. Not in Dallas. 
it have been you see the hole, you hit the hole, and you run through that person. So you know you can't just say, "Hey, this guy would have been different in this system." Who knows? I think Barry's great, you know, but I'm not gonna slouch on Emmett. Emmett was Emmett was a problem. He was a real deal, you know. But they don't talk about the rings and the championship because if that was a debate, then it's clearly Emmett. Emmett has what three titles? Maybe three. Yeah, he has three titles. Mm-hmm. So you know, three titles plus the all-time rushing record. Come on, man. How's it a debate? But yet people will still debate because you know Barry was electric, and Barry didn't have nobody around him. Okay, that's that's cool. Well, let's let's look at it this way. Then let's think of another player and maybe in another sport. Let's say Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant. That debate was up a lot. Allen don't got no chips. If Allen has one chip. Maybe that conversation is different, but maybe it's not. Maybe still people say, no, Kobe was the better player. Okay, that's cool. They both was great scorers. They both accomplished a lot of things in, 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 in their careers. The difference is one has, what, four, five chips or six chips? Five, five right. chips. And the other one has zero. Um. Lawrence Taylor is my favorite football player of all time. I think he's the best player of all time uh, ever has laced them or not laced them up or it's like strapped on his, his pads. He's mine, but nobody will really probably bring him up because he's not a quarterback. Um, Jerry Rice is considered one of the best to ever do it. He gets brought up borderline goat because of what he was able to do as a receiver um, in the league. Um, there's been countless others. I think Bo Jackson would have been considered one of the best to ever do if he never got hurt. But we're going to, you know, shot injuries. Injuries happen sometimes. You know, it's just luck of the draw. You know, um, there's been countless others that that doesn't get the acknowledgement. I asked one somebody when Claude Giroux got traded, where does he rank at all time as far as our Flyers is concerned? I said he was maybe t- in my personal opinion and I'm not a huge hockey guy but I do watch my flyers and I and and I do kind of stay within it somewhat I say he's by top 10 I thought that was reasonable now don't get me wrong I like I said the names of these players I won't get them all right when I was really younger you know I knew a little bit more about the players names but the names I couldn't, I couldn't like name them right now. But I had at least five guys ahead of him. People was like, he's top five, he's top three. I said, what? Wow, how? Like, does it does it even his numbers really back up? You know, him being that great, they probably do. But then I was like, let's look at his legacy. He's on a lot of losing teams. Um, he did go to the playoffs. His one Stanley Cup appearance was when I think he was either a rookie or in his second year, maybe third. You know, please, you know, if if I'm wrong, just let me know I'm wrong. I'm not going not to feel no type of way about that. Um, but I don't think he has a, a legacy. I mean, I don't even think as far as even in the city, nobody's going to bring up Claude Giroux as a Philly athlete, as even as a name. 
But if I say Lindros, people know who he is. You know what I'm saying? When you know, I, I I'm pretty sure of that they remember who he is. He had a bigger, more effective career as a flyer, in my opinion, than 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 Claude did. Whether well, you know, I think Claude was there longer than he was, but you know, doesn't matter. Um, I just think legacies. And GOAT status needs to be understood in a in a more better light and not just be thinking at it as this way or that way. Um, I just think that it has to be it has to be like there's no true right or wrong in this situation. Like I said, it's all painting. But we can always usually get in a you know in a circle like in a in like you know. We can always be in someone in agreement. Michael Jordan, yeah, he's one of the best to ever do it, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's MJ. You know, he's electric. I mean, he did it in so many ways. You know, nobody's going to be able to do it like he did it. Um, Like I said, Muhammad Ali, very, same thing. You know, I'm going to still say Barry Bonds because I don't care. I watched him when he was in Pittsburgh, which people don't even remember why he was in Pittsburgh. He was a problem then, and when he went to San Ramos, a problem afterwards. You know what I'm saying? So he was just a really good player. And he did it in multiple different ways that, you know, people probably don't remember or don't even care because they feel like he's attached to steroids. But it is what it is. I just feel like that the GOAT status has to be challenged more than just the who's better, Brian or, 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 or Michael. Or who's better, um, uh, Brady or Montana? You know, I think it has to be a little bit, you know, you got to expand it out a little bit more. That's just, you know, just my opinion of it, but that's what I feel like it has to be. And then legacy, I feel like you have to, you have to have a captivating legacy to even put yourself in the beginning to be a GOAT. So you don't, you can't just say, I had this great career. I'm considered one of the best. No, you have to be it's levels to everything, right? So, you know, you have to be you're a good player, then you go to an all-star caliber player, then you go to like an all-pro. I mean, yeah, like an all not all pro, but like an all whatever team player, whether it's NBA, NBA whatever. You know what I mean, and then you go to another level, which is, you know, now you're into like that MVP caliber level. And then you go to from there, and then you get to, you know, your Hall of Famer caliber level. And then you get to, you know, now you you know, you're in that GOAT status then. And your legacy should be impactful. You know, when AI played, they called him the best small player of all time. Or they was like, he's the, you know, toughest little man ever. I mean, they was just trying to figure out a way to say his great, his legacy is great or his, talk about his greatness without saying he's great. He's great, but he's great, but just for this person in this category, there's nobody his body type, size. I mean, <laughs> in diameters that can ever do what he do. But yet, of course, not. There's nobody. There will be never nobody like Kevin Grant, Kevin Durant. He's like seven foot. 
Jimmy's a stick. He's like seven foot with a wingspan. Nobody's going to ever block his shot. Are you serious? Like nobody's going to block his shot. He's too tall. <laughs> In a nutshell, he's too tall. You know what I'm saying? He's too tall. He's, he's going to always be able to get a shot. All you got to do, all you're doing is hoping that he's a soft. That's it. He's never, he's never going to have a bad look, no matter who's guarding him, because nobody's as tall as him. <laughs> and then when he rises up, nobody still is as tall as him. So, yeah, this is just, you know. But, of course, nobody's going to say Kevin Durant is the greatest uh, seven-foot jump shooter of all time. <laughs> just, you know, he's the greatest seven-foot jump shooter. Like, the jump shooter for a seven-footer, he's greatest of all time. Like, I don't know. Chris Paul, Patrick Ewan, Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley. And I have others, but I'm not going to name them because I don't. I didn't write those down. I wrote those. Those players are great Hall of Fame players. Their legacy is, if I'm not mistaken, recognizable. You know, if I go to New York and I talk Knicks, and I say Ewan, we'll say, right. If I go to, of course, Philadelphia or Phoenix and, you know, and say Charles Barkley, right, they know about Charles Barkley. CP is a little different. He's been around a little bit. But they know who he is. The State Farm guy. Yeah, I know who he is. But on the game, on the court, you know, Charlotte maybe might remember him. New Orleans might remember him. I'm assuming the Clippers will definitely remember him because they start winning until he got there. So that's kind of – the Clippers might, might know who he is. Like, they know his legacy. They'll talk about him. Carl Malone, he is Utah. John Stockton, he is Utah. Um, those players' legacies are, without a doubt, etched in stone. But at the same time, they don't have a championship, so their GOAT status is, is null and void. People don't understand that Carl Malone was, um, at one point, um, second in all-time in scoring. Yep. So nobody's gonna they just gonna wash away like they like it didn't matter. But you know, if you're talking to somebody, especially in Phoenix or Philly, Carmelone wasn't better than Charles Barkley. Barkley was way better. Yeah. Maybe. Barkley wasn't all second all time in scoring when he retired. I know that much. Josh Stockton led the league in assists. And steals when he retired. Didn't oh. know that. Because if I'm not mistaken, he still might be ahead in assists. I don't think nobody's passed him yet. No, no I don't think anybody's passed him. I know Bronze is with what four. I think Mark Jackson was the closest. I think Mark got him in either steals or assists. I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, you know these are these, but they're because they didn't win that chip. It's like, oh no, who knows? There's a problem. One of my favorite players of all time is um, Brian Erlacher. Shocking, right? Because I have a Bears hoodie on. Um, he has not won uh, a title. You know? And he has no rings. But he has a lot of accomplishments. And he's has 
a lot of really good teams. Not as not as enough good teams, in my opinion. Enough. And you know, you know, he's considered not as good as a Ray Lewis, but you know, Ray rings. And he was a great player. So does if if it's the other way around and Erlacher has two rings and Ray doesn't. Ray still considered, you know, the greatest linebacker or one of the greatest linebackers ever. Maybe, maybe, maybe they say it's Erlacher. Maybe it's Erlacher who's down the greatest. You know, stat wise, you know, I'm pretty sure you can always find numbers that make your argument stronger. So, you know, I'm pretty sure there's people that can make arguments about what Brian did, which Earl, what, what Ray Lewis couldn't do, and things vice versa. There was things that Ray could do or that Brian couldn't do. And then, of course, they'll definitely talk about schemes. Why oh, they played in two definitely totally different schemes? The schemes were totally different. They couldn't. No, no. They can't compare the two. I don't know. Devin Hester, not in the Hall of Fame. He will be. He should be. Yeah, I know. He'll get there. He'll get there. To answer your question, uh, second closest to Stockton is kid. Second closest to Stockton. This is an assist, right? This is Yeah, this is an assist. Um, He's three thousand behind, and he's retired and coaching. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, he's retiring coaching. Well, the next active player is Paul with eleven. He's about forty five hundred assists behind, and he's he's on his way out. There. Yeah, he's. Not, I mean, unless they all go to KD and and Booker, maybe it's a it's a, it's a possibility. But he would have to average like listen, maybe like you know thirteen, fourteen assists. When it's all said, then I think Brian will probably be. He might. How many years Brown got left in him? I mean, he can play probably three, four more years, but at this level, I'm just—I don't think Brown will have enough assists. Yeah, I don't think I don't think so either. If, uh, if CP is already is CP ahead of him? Yeah, CP is ahead of him. Yeah, he's not. Much. He's not. He's, he might catch CP. I don't think he'll catch Kid. Yeah, it's mm. steals. It's Stockton, Kid, and Jordan. Mm. I didn't know the Jordan part. Yeah, I, didn't I, didn't know, know Jordan I, part I didn't know Jordan was that high. I knew uh, he had steals, but I didn't know he was that high in yeah. steals. And so in Paul's Paul Paul catch Mike. Oh, before it's all said. Before us, yeah, he's only he's he'll catch him this season. He's five behind Mike. And that's the thing. Another thing about it. So is you 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 see the numbers and you see these players. So if, if Paul passes Jordan in steals, does that make Paul a better defender than Jordan or a better player than Jordan? Does LeBron passing Kareem makes him better than Kareem. I mean, this doesn't necessarily mean anything. I said it about Carl Malone being the second all-time leading scorer at the time when he retired. And, you know, nobody was going to put him above Michael. But at the same time, then, you know, then the stats come in and everything else. What LeBron accomplished is his legacy. He's taken on a responsibility like no other and ran with it. You know who else did that? Barry Bonds, but nobody's been talking about him. You know what I'm saying? You know, you could come in with all the hype, but to back it up then some, you know, that's impressive. You know? I think... You know who also did that? Wayne Gretzky. I'm going to give a shout out to Wayne Gretzky. Gretzky was a phenom in Canada when it came to the yeah. hockey. So and he, he delivered. Gretzky did. Harper did. I debate Harper, though. Harper's lived up, lived up. Harper's definitely lived up to his hype. I will not. That's a good one. Harper definitely lived up to his hype. My question is because I follow baseball, but I don't know Harper's younger years in Washington. Like I don't, I, I don't really 
like all the all these players that you're talking about, all the GOAT status, there was multiple years where they were the consensus number one player in the world at their professional sport. I don't know if Harper follow, falls into that mode for multiple years, maybe one or two years. But I don't know if there was a stretch where he was considered the best player in baseball for like five or six years. Well, baseball is a little bit different because of the they don't have that debate as much as in other sports compared to like hockey, basketball, and football. They don't have that debate as much because of the fact that a lot of the also think the great a great like great players are also pitchers. A position that, you know, people don't really see offensively. They don't get an opportunity to really, you know, showcase these skills. Um it's just just the way it is. And it's just it's it's not really baseball allows like the numbers usually back up. Like baseball is a hard ass sport to play with in the first place. So the numbers usually back up. If you're if you're a two fifty hitter and then all of a sudden you hit 300, close to 300 one year. Then the rest of the year career, you hit back to like 250. You wasn't a 300 hitter. You just was a 250 hitter that just had a good year one year. And that was it. The numbers usually pan out to show the real truth of a player. You know, you know, you, you know subtract the injuries because you can't really speak on that. Because injuries are injuries is just part of the sport. But yeah, baseball is a little bit like it's a really it's a, it's a little bit harder. Harper younger years, and this was what I was impressed with, is his power increase. It's really rare for a player to come in and build power, in my opinion. You even have it when you pretty much you know get to the majors, or you don't. You can add a little bit more power because as you get naturally can gain muscle but at the same time you just don't have that natural ability like he can go oppo like he's like he's Kyle Schwarber but he's not built like Kyle Schwarber Mm -hmm. and when he came in he was a speed guy he was a defensive guy he was you know he had enough pop to get you know doubles and hit him in the gaps and yada 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 but he wasn't guy that was going to crush 40 home runs or 30 plus home runs. He was a guy that was probably going to get you 30 home runs in a really good year and probably consistently every year get you anywhere between 20 and 25 home runs. But then he was able to extend, expand his game and, 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 and get even better, which is, to me is impressive. And um, yeah, he's a good name for a guy that really uh really steps up into that, like, you know, he, his legacy is supplanted. He took it from when he was 19. I'll never forget when I saw him. I was like, who's this kid Washington got? And I was like, ah, he just, you know, he looks like a guy that, you know, he hustles and he plays baseball and, you know, the writers and the media likes it. He gets dirty. He slides around and he gets, you know, dirt mm-hmm. on his jersey. But over the years, I just kept on seeing him improve and improve and improve and kept on putting up numbers. And more importantly, he was showing clutch factor, which is not always easy to, to, to do. You know, so, yeah, you know, he's definitely a good to, to put up in there. But the baseball debate, as far as who's the greatest of all time, it varies. You already always it's usually like Babe Ruth, Willie Mays. or um, Hank gets a lot of love in there, too, right? Hank gets love, too. But you know, usually everybody agrees it's Willie. 
But that's why I give it to Bonds because it's like everybody, okay with Bonds. everybody knew who Bonds was. Like Bonds, you know, he was pretty much born at a baseball field. You know, it was his dad mm-hmm. and then his guy's father and Willie, you know, the to to come up with that type of hypeness, you know, he, he dominated. I mean, the media wasn't the way it is now with internet and all that other stuff, but to come up with that and then not just do it, do it at all level. I mean, like, you know, he's gotta be considered. You know, I mean, like ridiculous. Same thing with like Murphy Jr. and I think if you ask players, you would get a different response than the consensus media outlets who and the writers who vote on these type of awards or have these debates. Yeah, but that's the that's the best part about it. I mean, yes, because a lot of them are now analysts and they work on TV and they get to speak their opinion. But to be honest with you, their opinions really don't matter. This is an outside opinion. You played the game, so your opinion doesn't really matter because we're. I mean, it only matters to you because you know we're not talking to you. I mean, because we're not talking about you or you because you played with this person. It's like, for instance, if somebody says, I I know, I know Nate is, you know, a great person or this, you know, credible person because, you know, I worked with him and da da da. But then let's say you do something on the outside that people see that you do and they don't like it. They're like, oh, this person horrible, you know. I can see it from a different perspective than you can see it from a different perspective. You're in the gym with these people or on the field and practice, wherever it is, you're going to see things that they're going to be doing that's totally different. What we're seeing is the finished product. That's what we're seeing. Don't tell me what you saw and what you think you saw and what makes this player great, make this player better than that player, anything else. I don't care about that. And then more importantly, it's a mutual respect thing. I mutually respect this guy. So I'm not going to deny saying like this person is really bad. Not especially now on public TV. Now, now when they get into the room when it's just nothing them like a like a banquet or something, you know, the shit talking probably really gets going. And it gets going real good. I mean, you sometimes see it on with Kenny and, and, and Shaq and, and, and Barkley. They get into it. They they know how to get into one another. You know what I mean? And everybody, of course, after the last dance, how much of a dick Michael is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's not it's, it's not as easy or as, as cut and dry. So, in my opinion, when players they're gonna say what they're gonna say, that's cool. And most times they're not most of the time they're not even gonna tote their own horn. You know what I mean? They're not gonna tote their own horn and say, yo, this person is is better than me. Nobody says no shit like that. Nobody really says anything like that. They'll just say this player, this player was a really great player, and that's it. You know, I haven't even brought up Giannis. You know I mean, people love this guy. His legacy is ridiculous, but he will consider a probably a top ten all time NBA player. Probably not. Which is like, why not? You want a chip? He's won multiple MVPs. Um, don't know if he's gonna have an all time record at some point by the time he retires. He might, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, what's, what's wrong with that? Now, like I said, you know, those guys are young, so, you know, it doesn't really kind of matter. You know, hockey's a little different. Crosby came in. He was a, another guy that was hyped up, and he delivered. It took him a while, but he delivered. 
Oh, Ovechkin has been the man for 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 as long as probably been a man. Um, this uh new kid, I don't even know how new he is. Like like I said, I don't really pay attention to hockey. Um, uh, I think his name is McDavid. He's an, he's a problem. He does shit every night. Every night he does something. Every night, my my, my phone pops up, and I'm like, oh, what did he do now? He's just he's 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 electric, and it's like he does it by winning like you know a million titles or whatever, whatever. I, I think teams that win are still usually like you know the teams that can afford the best players, and you know that's a little different for me. So I'm not I'm not gonna really try to really talk about the the championship. Although Tampa did buy they they chip, which is okay. You can buy your chip. Everybody I'm about to say it's okay. It's okay. They got one. Yeah, you know you can buy your chip. The Rams did too. I mean, the Rams did too, and that's. I wanted to talk about um, with Brady for a second um, about his goal status and his Super Bowls. So the first three, everybody was agreed to that he really wasn't as big of a part of it. He was more of a what they would consider a game, which you know I don't think that's. I don't why do I don't understand why it's a bad word. And then um, the, the his next. Four rings, he won. The Atlanta one, he probably shouldn't have won. The Seattle one, he definitely shouldn't have won. It was a great play by a great player, but a lot of people will admit just give the ball to fucking Marshawn. They would have got it. Um, Facts. <laughs> um, so, and then the Kansas City one against the Chiefs, I mean. They just beat him. I mean, did he really do anything? I mean, I mean, he did. I'm assuming a good game if I look at the numbers, but. That defense was just harassing the shit out of Mahomes all game. Yeah. So it's like, for instance, this Super Bowl between the Chiefs and to the Eagles, which is a great, you know, little segue. That, um, this is real simple. If the Eagles, in my opinion, can stop the fucking Chiefs offense, which is not as explosive, and that's the thing people gotta understand, it's not that explosive, burn you type offense anymore. It's um, it's a meticulous type of offense. We'll get those 10, 12 play drives going and then burn you with a touchdown. If the Eagles can't stop that, they're going to lose or they're going to have a hard time winning. I'm not going to say there's a guarantee going to be a loss, but I'm just going to say it's going to be a hard time winning because the Eagles defense is the key to the game. I like it. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I liked him when y'all grabbed him. I like uh, Smith. I thought he was the best receiver in this class. Mm-hmm. I like A.J. Brown. I think he's a, a talented young receiver, too. I like Barkley. You know, I like Barkley. Uh, he's a, you know, Penn State, you know. Yeah, I think but, um, I think you're right, though. I don't, I don't, I, 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 he's saying that it's like this. this bit score, points. Don't get about 17 or 20 points every game because of their weapons and because of their scheme and because they're talented. They have a really good offensive line. Everybody knows about the offense. They win their games basically because of their defense, though. When their defense can, like, really shit and get stops, not so much the flashy plays like the interceptions or the sacks, which is impressive, but just when they can get guys off the field. You talking and, about the Eagles? Yeah, and okay. get the and get that offense back on the on the field and get the ball so they can do their thing, which is they like to control the ball. 
and then hit you with some big plays downfield, which is great. If they can do that, they can be, look at their losses. Their losses are teams that they, they could not stop, whether it was because they couldn't stop the running game or they couldn't stop the passing game or whatever the situation was. The, the, when their defense struggles, their games can be a little bit more challenging. What happens is that whoever they're playing, and then people will say, well, they didn't really play against anybody this year. They, they, they had a decent schedule. But you can't blame them for that. They did what they were supposed to do. You should right. give them the respect that they deserve because they did what they were supposed to do. Nobody's not giving shit to Tom Brady for all the position and they was always going to have the number one seed. So don't give shit to the Eagles for the same thing. The disrespect is at an all-time high, bro. <laughs> all-time high. Well, the thing is not the disrespect as far as the Eagles is the it's what you can hurts to do. You win against the Giants, and the Giants was a Decent team. They couldn't stop your offense, especially if the offense, if their offense wasn't going to do anything as far as it was. And they, 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 they wasn't. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a blowout. It was a close game early in the game. And then they got tired. And that's what happens. Against a good offense and get, get tired, it's going to be a problem. And that's what happened. And against the Niners, they, they got them quarterbacks. It was nothing to do. They lost all the goddamn quarterbacks, and there was nothing they can do. Well, I mean, it's, it's not the, the Eagles' game. fault. Yeah, it's not the Eagles' fault. That's their fault. That's the, I mean, what do you? The Niners doing? were lucky to be there anyway. They were on their third quarterback. I mean, yeah, they was on their third quarterback. I mean, that's a, you know, shout out to their and then their offensive scheme and, and you know their yeah. weapons that they have on their team. You know, you got to give them credit for what they was able to accomplish. You know, that type. of you, you know, that's just the way it is. And then, I'm be honest with you. The Chiefs need to be able to move the ball. And more importantly, defensively, the Chiefs, gotta, the Chiefs have to understand that when the Eagles decide to, 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 to throw the ball or or the Eagles don't want to throw. They want to they throw a little bit like big bomb plays, open plays, like when they design a plays to get somebody wide open or get a one-on-one that they like. If the Chiefs can match up with that, the Chiefs need to make Hurts have a 300-yard game. He needs to be the MVP of the game. If, he, if they can do that and the offense can move the ball and move the ball precisely and decently against your defense, it should be an entertaining game. It, favor out. But the, to me, like I said, it comes down to that side of the ball. Your defense versus their offense. Because the, the, to me, their off, your offense and their defense to me is like a push. You know what I'm saying? It's good. It's not great, but it's good. It can look great at times, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? If that defense plays like it's supposed to or like everybody assumes it's going to, it's going to be a problem because the way the Chiefs look at it is like, yeah, we just lost our last time we went to the Super Bowl because we couldn't stop the pass rush. And the fucking Bucks was able to just run through us and my quarterback was having run, you know run all day on something, but that's that to me is the, the 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 way I look at it, and I and I do believe, for me personally, I do give the edge to the birds as far as who I feel like is going to win, but it's a it's a slim edge because I don't know how many weapons is going to be available. I'm gonna be honest with you, if none of their receivers for the Chiefs ain't there, this is going to be a blowout, and it'll be over by halftime. 
it sh- and if it's not, it should be, and that's a problem. If it's not a blowout, if, if Juju Smith and Tony's not on the field for the Chiefs, and it's just Kelsey and a bunch of no names or a bunch of running backs, oh no, this game should be over at halftime, and it doesn't have to be like a ridiculous score. It got to be like twenty-one to three or some shit at halftime. It should be because if it's not, then that's a problem. That means that whatever they're doing scheme wise, y'all not on the same page, and y'all can't keep up with them if they're still moving the ball on y'all with those those guys on the field. Something ain't right. Some something some something must have happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just mine. I, I I got the I got the score anywhere between like 24, 21 or or uh maybe like twenty four. I I like I'll say twenty like, like I say like twenty one. I say 21, like 21, 30 Eagles right now. Mm-hmm. Because I like, I like, that's one thing I do like about y'all. When, when y'all do, y'all, y'all know how to close the game. I give y'all that. When y'all get me and y'all need that drive to fucking put a nail in them, y'all do that really good. I, I give y'all credit for that. I give y'all a lot of credit for that. Y'all, you, whether it's the play calling or whoever, y'all, y'all execute really well. When y'all need that play to, to really, whether it's defensively or offensively, you know, usually come up big and make that play and knows how to, like, okay, this is over with. Especially when y'all even, not so much when y'all need it, but when it's expected. Like, y'all need this drive. Like, it gets the, um, the Niners. All of a sudden, Hurts start doing running, all these quarterback runs, design runs. That was pretty impressive. I was like, oh, shit. Like, it's not about the fact that it's like they can't stop it, but it was just like, is doing what it needs to do. It's keeping that clock moving, and it's giving y'all first down. And that's a, that's what y'all need. Because if you drop back the pass, even if y'all doing like simple passes, they can get tipped. They can you know fall incomplete. You can get your sacks. Some of the silly shit happen. And the next thing you know, that gives momentum to the, your opponent. And now they now they're going on the other side of the ball, and then maybe they get a touchdown, and it's just the whole. Like the whole, you know, the whole game. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I like that. But I, I give y'all, I'm giving y'all the edge slightly. Um, I know Patty's out there. I think he's really good. I, I just don't, I feel like that Spags is going to blitz at some point because that's what he does. He's always going to blitz. And when he does, two things is going to happen. How well does Hurt handle it? And how well those young corners is going to, be able to handle the receivers if they can if they feel comfortable enough that they can hang with y'all those receivers one-on-one Spags is going to dial out some blitzes and just going to make sure hurts have to beat them like they really have to beat them not even like a little bit but yeah that's my super bowl prediction anything else how much time we got left man uh probably about 10 minutes all right so um I wanted to talk about um it's almost been two years since um we did this um podcast and I wanna talk about my guy's stats. Um for those who don't know about um it's been about maybe um almost a year. It probably it feels like it's longer, I don't know why. But um um he passed away and um we uh you know it's funny when we it was me and him on the first show. We we sat down and the first thing I remember when we got down 
and uh, we sat down, we got on the mics, we started talking. Um, and that episode, by the way, is also on our YouTube channel. Um, um, and he was worrying about how I sound on on the mic, and, and I never really talked on a microphone before, so I didn't I didn't know how I sound. He was like, "Your voice is so deep. Why your voice change? Why you change your voice?" And I'm like, "I don't know if I changed my voice or not, but at the same time, I just." Cause it's like I was just talking. I think I was a little nervous too, mm-hmm. so I didn't know how to talk. I didn't want to talk too loud into the mic, or I didn't want to be too far, so people couldn't hear me. So I was kind of maybe a little, maybe too close to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we had a ball doing it, and the name of the show is pretty much his idea. He came up with it. Um. And um, he added his name, Stats, because we used to talk stats all the time about sports and stuff. And he was quick to give me numbers about everything. That's what, you know, millennials do. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he was, he was just really, 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 really funny. And, and just like, I remember that show, just thinking to myself, like, holy shit, this might actually be really, really good. And I do this, and I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't do this for like to try to make this podcast big, like any kind of thing like that. I do this because I enjoy it's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy doing it, especially when I'm with my friends and I get to share stuff with, you know, people and hear ideas. Um, the few interviews that we did, they were fun. I'm learning some stuff and and um it's just it's just something that I enjoy doing. I don't I didn't know I was gonna enjoy doing this as much as I did when people were telling me to do this. And Stats wasn't even supposed to be part of it. He just saw us walking in the hallway one day and was just like, What are you talking about? And I was like, We're talking about a podcast that we were about to do. He's like, I wanna be part of it. I wanna be in. And I'm like, sure. And we was like, Well, we're thinking about the name right now. He was like, Well, what's the name? I was like, Well, you know, they call me the great debater, so I'm it's gonna be debating it. And then, you know, prom is prom. So we was like, we'll just call it, you know, prom debate. And he's like, oh, prom debate with stats. I'm like, with stats? I'm like, what are you talking about? And I said, like, that's actually sounds pretty goddamn good, though. I said, like, that's, that's, that's a, a good name. I said, that's a great name. He's like, yeah, yeah. And it's just so ironic that, you know, prom couldn't make it um, to the first show. So it was just me and him. And, um, and it was just like, like, you know, I thought talk, we talked about him, you know, on the show before since then. But I mean, I just I miss him obviously, and um, he's hilarious. He was always hilarious. Um, he was energy wise was just amazing, and it's, you know, just the fact that I believe in March will be two years from the first time we've done this, and you know, I just wanted to share some memories of you know thoughts of him, and um, I remember one time. He was going to do something stupid, and he always had this thing where he wanted to. Um, he he wanted to ask ask people or like random people, like silly questions or like elevators. He always would do it on elevators though, and it was like I had to like talk to him like he was my kid. Like, yo, what are you doing? Like, cut this shit out. <laughs> and then he was going to like take his gum one time and and put it like it on somebody's shirt. I was like, yo, you are like wilding right now. And I was just like, he's like, what? What'd I do? 
I said, you think that shit funny? And he's like, yeah, that's funny. I was like, but it's not funny to the person. And next thing you know, they get an attitude with you. And the next thing you know, you're in some drama shit. It's just like, why would you even put yourself through that? But it was just the way he was. He he wasn't, you know I mean, malicious in any kind of way until his, like, trying to harm people. He was always, you know, a good person and a people person and anything else. I do miss having conversations with him, his Clippers and his, his, his family and, and just talking, just just talk. Madden, we used to always play Madden together, I'm pretty sure, and football and stuff like that. And then just the life stuff. You know, it's been a while. You know, you know, you don't know how you want to feel about something until afterwards, you know, and, you know, they say Tom heals all wounds and all that stuff. But I just feel like that, um, you know, I was watching watching him, and I'm, I'm so happy about that. That's, that's even a better thing about this. I, I get to go back and watch him. You know, when I when I really miss him or I'm thinking about him, I can just go back and watch him. So to all who um who who knew him and, and miss him, you know, you know, take time out. You know, go wherever you listen to the show, wherever you know, take time out if you want to. Just you know, pull up an episode and just watch 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 our guy's stats. And um, I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it with that on that on that note. And then, as far as the show moving forward, um, I'm gonna try to get as much shows out. I'm not. Even, I mean, I said it before. I've said it multiple times. I'm gonna do it. Um, I've been talking to Nate, um, just trying to figure out how to get it going. Um, I'm I'm really trying to get us to do more shows. That probably won't be in this situation as far as in the studio. You'll probably be have to see in you know, the back wall of my room or something in, in my house or somewhere, but I don't care. You know, we're going to, we're going to get more shows out there. And then of course, with more shows, we're going to try to get more people on and we're just going to try to expand. And um, we're streaming on Twitch. Uh, Problem debate with stats is the name. Also um, we have Twitter. Problem debate with stats. We also have our YouTube channel and of course we're on Facebook under uh, crack bell productions. Um, yeah, we're just trying. We're we're just trying to um, get back in the swing of things. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you later, man.